0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style
1: i'm richard porter i'm johnny smith and this is smith and sniff a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things
2: I've just uh, experienced some quite serious turbulence on a flight yesterday. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yesterday. Because, you know, we've had some quite um, gusty, angry, rainy, stormy weather just come in. Yes. yeah, some very, very crossed up um landing techniques on the aeroplanes, I have to say. Really? Yeah. Did like,
1: you were you looking out of the window but you could see straight down the runway?
2: Yes, we were. We were coming Ooh. we were coming in at forty five degrees, swinging. I
1: love a, a a drift well I don't. I love to watch videos of drift or landings. I don't think I enjoy them I don't think I've ever done one on a plane. I had Maybe a guy a little bit.
2: I was in the Netherlands and just a short yes. flight. And the guy that sat next to me didn't say anything to me for the whole flight. And then when we mm. kept, were coming in to land and the pilot had already pre-warned us that there was going to be an awful lot of turbulence, he just started mm. talking to me non-stop about nothing in oh, particular.
1: <laughs> 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 Do you like grapes? Do you like grapes? Do you ever had grapes? Yeah. Uh, you have been to Newcastle Under Lime? Um, yeah it's exactly it's, that I, ooh. was it scary or did you just go no, I, this happens all the time Yeah, I, quite, enjo- what doing.
2: I quite enjoy it I'm not easily fair. you know I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a nervous passenger in a car yeah. or a plane I was cool with it I thought it was going to be exciting I mean I said worst case scenario we might get a wing scrape but that's very rare
1: um, oh yeah no you see actually that's the last time I was on a bumpy landing it was very thumpy on the way down to that last bit when you can start to see the ground quite closely and you can see cars and then the point at which you can tell what the cars are it was still quite jittery and I thought hmm but we didn't do the full drift out but we did it was (laughs) wobbly and I just had this brief moment where I thought the end of the wing is going to smack the ground and I believe that in aviation terms that's undesirable
2: yeah that's bad that is bad news (laughs) that is absolutely do you know the worst part of all this hmm I got on the aeroplane um needing a poo. Oh no. Because I I walked to the to the gate and all of the toilets that I could see that I thought oh I'll just pop in there that'd be a quiet one. They all had cleaners in them with the you know the the sign up saying sorry go to the next one because we're cleaning this one.
0: Well, and off
2: and two so two of the lavs were were kind of closed for action. So I just yeah. thought ah oh, never mind I'll just get on the plane and It's not the best place for one, but I'll just go on the plane. Okay. Well, okay. So I get on the plane. This is an unusual plane. I don't remember having this. One of the air hostesses, her seat. is on the back of the toilet door. She has, <laughs> on the back of the door. It's on the back of the door. She has to get off the seat in order for you to open and close the door. So she is sat as close behind the toilet door as. She's <laughs> hanging. She's hanging on the toilet door whilst you're doing whatever you need to do. But uh, what? she sat back down again. She sat back down again, and I went in there, and I just didn't have the heart. I didn't have no. the heart. I thought I've got a, an air hostess. Actually, hanging on the back of the door. I am not. I'm not going to get Strange done what I need to get done. No, and you know I was annoyed because I was all ready to sit down. Maybe, well, in the in the terminal anyway. Sit down, look through a few car and classic ads. You know, do the usual ritual. No, this was not going to happen on the flight. So um, I aborted the aeronautical nugget and just I went for a wee.
1: I just which airline um, was this? BA. Oh. Yeah. Well, they've gone to cock a bit, haven't they? I was going to say, I thought, was this a budget airline? And it's deliberate. They don't want you having a plop in their onboard loose because it's extra cleaning. Yes. And maybe there's some Tight. other technical reason. Maybe they've skimped on the tank. So oh, what? Well, there, there, <laughs> there, there, there just isn't. with solid. It just isn't. Yes, it just <laughs> mists piss out into the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you, oh,
2: it's if you leave a
1: log in there, that's going to cause an incident. It, they use gonna... they use the pit. They immediately they they funnel the the the
2: was the the urea straight into the the jets. It's it's urea injection, so it actually adds a few horsepower. the, the pilot knows oh. when someone's gone for a horse horsepower because they get a little you know, bit the light of, comes on. They get a bit of pep in the power. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but then but then the, the log warning light comes on, and he's got a radio back to the cabin crew and go, uh, hello, sorry, uh, Jeanette, has somebody dropped one? In the rear galley, because I thought you were there to guard against this by essentially pressing your head against the door <laughs> when everyone in goes in <laughs> to embarrass them.
2: Was, I felt sorry for her because she was so close. I mean, it was just so intimate. You think, oh, there's no way anyone could go in there and do the full no, suite. it's just no such
1: way. a strange arrangement. It
2: was maybe. a very strange arrangement. I couldn't take a photo of it, but I promise you, I'll, I'll look up what plane it was because there are, I know yeah. there's a few um, aviation enthusiasts amongst the listeners
1: well if it's ba with that and it's a euro flight would that not be an a320 or derivative
2: yes i think it would I think yeah. and i was exclusively
1: a320 and i was right at the back end euro.
2: i was right at the back end okay this lab, so.
1: <clears throat> um I, yes we i mean we've got a lot of very clever listeners and i think some of them do work in the aviation industry because I, I i would like it clarifying as well i think planes do missed out piss do you don't know genuinely sure. Yeah, I think they do. Do they not? Piss, piss mist I think it's... Something happens down there in the in the <laughs> underfloor bit of the plane. Crop, and then I think it's sort of misted spray. out. Maybe I'm wrong. Because, I mean, it must be sort of anti... You know, it's got um, disinfectant or, uh, you know, some kind of anti... What's the word I'm looking for? What's the stuff you squirt on worktops? Oh, do,
2: it is antibacterial. antibacterial. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Well, maybe it doesn't. Know, if you're
1: just misting urine into the atmosphere, I feel like that may be bad for... Things that it then gently will eventually rain down, or it forms clouds, piss clouds.
2: <laughs> yellow
1: rain. Yellow Honestly, rain. the
2: meteorologists around the world are just going to be like, "I can't believe we we studied it all. We knew what was happening, and suddenly these massive yellow clouds appearing. We just don't know what to do with." And, uh, yeah, it's because smoke. BA have
1: deleted some crucial part of their aircraft to save money, which <laughs> you know I won't put it past them. Uh, oh so, gosh. Um, anyway,
2: okay, yeah. I've 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 also written down um, to. Terminal Five Heathrow Budget Holiday Branson. Mm. I saw a guy that looked just like Richard Branson, but he was obviously going on a much cut price holiday, and it really, <laughs> it really <laughs> s- flummoxed me because he looked so much like the Branson. You think, what's he doing? Like with his printed out um, boarding papers
1: and oh, he was a boarding pass printer. He
2: was. He had it in a little small sleeve. You know the ones. There's, oh. there's always travellers with the with the yeah. clear plastic sleeve with all the itinerary printed out
1: yeah yeah but these days they're usually I would say an older person like over 60 is a boarding pass printer because anyone else has just probably got the app
2: yeah you just have it on the on the phone don't you but I don't like that in case the phone has a brain hemorrhage and then you you, you feel like a fraud you're like honestly I, I, I've i checked in and everything like well show yeah. it to us well I, I my phone <laughs> oh, stopped working that's... I dropped it in the lab oh
1: oh well. yeah that must happen because phones get dropped and lose all the time.
2: Absolutely. It has to it has to oh. happen, doesn't it? Hmm.
1: Well, yes, yeah, so, uh, But yeah, so. so you saw you saw I mean I'm just going to you did say last week that you need to get your eyes checked and you did message me the other week from Santa Pod and tell me you'd just seen Helen Mirren. So Oh, yeah, I I'm, did. I did, didn't I? I just <laughs> <laughs> you no, that was, you? was that was definitely Dame Helen, Helen Mirren was not enjoying a weekend at the pod. I swear, I think, I swear that was that was Helen Mirren
2: at, watching Top Fuel. I swear yeah. it was. Okay. Uh-huh. Honestly, uh-huh. I stared at her. She I, she caught me staring at her twice, and I thought, <laughs> I can't do it a third time. I can't do it a third time. That is totally Helen Mirren. She's just doing something right. different.
1: Well, maybe she got into Top Fuel because she sort of got the kind of petrol head bug after doing the, one of those Fast and Furious films.
2: A oh, bloody hell! Of she, she drove out. a
1: Noble in one of them, didn't she? So yeah, she maybe did that a really Noble piqued her interest. She did, did she?
2: I forgot to tell you about what happened. At the, I realised the other week when I said that I'd gone, I'd gone to uh, take my the boys to um, to drag racing.
1: I told you mm. we camped over. Did I tell you we camped over? No, you didn't tell me that.
2: Okay, so in we, a tent or in a thing? Well, vehicle. Okay. So it's only one night, so it's not it's not heavy duty camping. Trying to keep it fairly quick and easy. I took the mm-hmm. Honda Element, and I my I took a small kind of like festival tent for my nephew. I said, "If you camp next to the car, are you okay with that?" He went, "Yeah, no problem." So he had a sort of eight quid from Argos festival tent, and I slept in the Element with the seats um, all out the way, you know, the clear floor area because it's quite yeah. quite a big floor deck. With with
1: my mm. son Wesson. Anyway, what what you, did I do wrong? You brought no pillows or bed linen of any sort.
2: Yes, that's exactly it. I, Seriously, no, that's
1: exactly. <laughs> you absolute sleeve. <laughs> Why would you do
2: this? Do you know? What I did. I was so focused on on bringing food. I brought a call box. I bought, um, I bought um, <laughs> ear defenders, sun cream. And, but I, I bought Wesson's sleeping bag. So Wesson had a carry mat and a sleeping bag, okay, yeah. and a pillow. So he had all his camping gear. He was happy. And mm. as I laid his bed out and stuff when we were in the camping field, it, he was excited because we've not really done this before. I, mm. I, I just looked around the car casually, and I realised I hadn't packed any of my own stuff. So do you know what? I had, I had to sleep the night with and it was a hot night. Admittedly, it was a hot night, and I had the little pop-out windows open for a bit of through air. It. Mm. I had to sleep in my pants and socks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
2: um. I. I, had to, I took my t-shirt off, and I rolled it up with with a sweatshirt to try and fashion. Oh, some some kind of. Some kind of pillow, and it was an awful pillow. So it was better to sleep mm. without it. And then. Oh, God. I woke up at five in the morning, like, it mm. bolt upright, completely awake. And then I mm. realised, as I woke up at five in the morning, in one of the door pockets at the back of the element, Bing, Bing, Dad, oh, there's a travel blanket in there. Shit, there's a padded oh. travel blanket. Brilliant. Oh. So, I, so I whipped it out and unrolled it, and, and then the smell hit me. Oh, god, what's <laughs> this? Well, it, it, it turns out... It, the thing is, is the element has been leaking a little bit through the B pillar, Oh. and I've heard this is a thing. I mean, it's a twenty-year-old car now, and it's a problem I need to solve. But I'll come on to that in a second. It had been l- leaking. Wait, it doesn't water. have a B pillar. No, okay, it doesn't. It's leaking through the joins in the two doors when they met. When they
1: oh, I see. When they right. lock yeah. together,
2: there's a load of rubber extrusions that make sure that yeah. There's no wind rustle or anything like that. And they let in a bit... In heavy rain, they let in a bit of water, Mm. and it goes down Mm. the seatbelt bit. And Anyway, so I pull this padded travel blanket out, thinking it was going to save me and let me go back to sleep. It absolutely stank of mould. But I didn't really realise, because I was still half asleep, I sort of whipped it out, wrapped it around my legs, and then lay straight back. And then I thought, oh, my legs feel a bit damp. And then... uh, and then put my hand down and, and lifted the the blanket up and went this reeks it smells of old mushrooms what's going on so I had to abort that mission so I I slept with pretty much nothing I slept with nothing at all and then woke up at dawn but it didn't matter because the racing was amazing Um, <laughs> but word of advice kids uh, always pack bedding because it's a shit idea going camping without bedding even in hot weather now there's something else that i must I must mention uh, this is
1: I'm still i can't I just i'm too old to have that kind of grim night's sleep if I can help it, and it just makes me feel cross sad and tired just hearing you describing shit pillow and no cover
2: i 'm going to do it again, but i 'm going to do it again with the covers because it proved to me that the element that 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 lifestyle area in the back yeah. when the seats are hinged away is massive it's brilliant Hmm. And we had the uh, we had the little fridge, the little twelve volt fridge working, so we had a nice breakfast. That was great.
1: Um, okay, no, I can see that.
2: Local news alert for me: um, the local, <laughs> yes. the local just eat delivery mafia, who I've mentioned before in their K11s. Do you remember I mentioned last time that one of them? would
1: You been- did, yes. With the with the it had, it had got a Morgan
2: Aero eight. No, <laughs> it had a V shaped front end exactly, but it was still running. Well. They they run two K elevens. One of one of them, the V shaped Morgan face, has gone. Oh. And it's been replaced, but not by a K eleven. Mm. Chevy Matiz.
1: Ah Of course. The Chevy Matiz has stepped up. Another car of the damned. It is the three cylinder. No one wonder. really wants a Chevy Matiz, do they? But
2: I quite like I quite like them. I, like, them.
1: I like the original Matiz, but I just think they got more and more miserable. <laughs> There's that era of Um, South Korean, I mean, they were, would have been Deus that became Chevys. Oh, yeah. And it's just like they became this sort of inexplicable showcase of grey, brittle plastic that I just couldn't enjoy. Yeah, that's right. Always terrible gear changes as well. It felt like they were broken.
2: It was notchy, notchy. um, And it was quite bad plastics. I think what Chevy did from memory is they made all the dash binnacles and clocks just all bigger Cause they thought that would be more sporty. <laughs> I remember
1: I remember, getting in, a, I remember getting in a Chevy
2: Spark and thinking the Speedo yeah. and the rev counter and the d- d- the general dash binnacle is actually bigger than one of the road wheels
1: outside. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, Why? Yes. Now, with 18 inch speedometer, yeah, honestly, and it was 14 inch so, wheels.
2: It's all so big, or is it for people with failing eyesight? I got absolutely no oh, idea. Maybe it could be, couldn't it? I don't
1: know could be i don't i'm just I'm, for, again i don't know why i'm doing this i'm just having a little look for the sale. chevy matiz god so you can get into
2: i love the way is you this say happen? that this is the you first, can get in uh, the into. first
1: ad you sir i could get you into this car today um the first matiz chevrolet matiz listed on auto is uh 1199 paints but also the first thing it says in the ad is sorry it's sold do do dealers leave the ads up to sort of lure people in because you go oh fuck it i'll i'll find out what else they've got
2: yeah that's it and they'll go look i wanted a car that's about the same size as a chevy Matias. you go oh i think i've got something for you why don't you come over and actually they arrange to go and see the dealer the dealer hasn't got anything they're just scrabbling around for
1: something i'm sorry we've got we've got a lamborghini jalpa that's similar Mm. yeah well i'll give it to you for a grand more yeah <laughs> a month. I, um so anyway, well there's some misery matisses here. So this is, I just wondered if they're absolutely, you know, giving them away, but I wouldn't say twelve hundred quid is giving them away. Well we we know somebody that bought one new. What? We know someone that like bought we, one. We, as new. in you and me. Yeah, Ian Seabrook,
2: um from Hubnut Video uh YouTube. Did he buy so, one brand new? He bought one brand new, still got it. It was his first did, brand he new. think he bought a brand new car in his life. Well that this was a long time ago. I mean he's owned it. However, many years that they've been, go- he, yeah, he's still got it. It's it's a one owner car.
1: What well, that Matthias of his is, he's had, I never knew that he's had, he that
2: bought from that you. brand new.
1: Bloody hell. I know. I was surprised too, but also quite, wow. quite charmed. Some big claims here. Um, the, a private seller of an original shape Matthias. They are quite. Sort of quite. You could see they were trying hard with this one. It was quite cute. Its big round headlights and everything. And yeah, it's got a face. That little three-cylinder engine. Is that, is that, I remember that having quite a nice gear shift and having quite a reasonable interior. And it feels like they just spunked it all away. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this Matisse, is a 2003. It's only got two. Uh, it's only got twenty-six thousand miles on it. Oh, virgin.
2: Well, yeah, near virgin. Now, spec.
1: the main photo shows it on the driver. It's a private seller and it shows it on the driveway of a very sort of tidy-looking 1950s detached house. Just incredibly neat lawns, lovely flower. Bed. I love all seeing good.
2: it. It, does, it paints mm. a picture, doesn't it?
1: Well, I think that um, Quentin Wilson was fond of sometimes saying, buy the seller, not the car. Oh. And uh, so here... Now, parks behind them, it is, which is in that sort of gold colour, is... A Kia Magentis, is that? Oh, Magentis, the big saloon. Of the, not the original Magentis. It's like uh, the the follow-up that wasn't as good. Okay, shame. Um, is it a Magentis? Do you know what? I can't even tell. It's just, it's some car. Well, that will there's have. some silver saloon car parked behind it, but then there's also, uh, it's hard to make this out, but there also seems to be perhaps a... Uh, spaceship-shaped Civic as well. Oh,
2: what a car. Still my favourite shape. So these people
1: like a sort of innocuously dependable car? If
2: there's anybody no. listening who has or is close proximity to a Magentus, just mm. have a look at the Cobra Head inside. Just peek through oh, the window. Yes.
1: It has a very majestic, if nothing else, Cobra Head. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the original Magentus that we got here had when it came over first of all had a spectacularly good ride it was it was exquisite
2: well they were and it that actually, was that was their attempt to sort of almost lexus wasn't it
1: yeah although it sort of looked like a bit of a you know cadillac ordered off wish it was it, yes you know it, it was alibaba cadillac yeah was, <laughs> yeah but, but um it had. I, I it also it has sort of handled okay as well because it had, I think, a double wishbone front suspension. It was they sort of put some effort in. Yeah. Um, do you know? I anyway, have this one. I'd have one now. Yeah. I do you know I would as well. <laughs> oh, we'll get onto that in a minute. I'd love the early, early um, magentas. It was sort of doing its own thing a little bit. It was like a Korean Rover seventy five. It just went ride quality and then everything else. Um, well, I know that this people matures. from
2: Kia UK, listen to this podcast. Listen, if you haven't got oh. a clean magentas let's let's do a Get collab on. come on yeah <laughs> let's collab on a clean early magentas with a big old cobra head auto shifter
1: with this matiz it's near as damn it 1900 quid but but there's a big claim in the ad but then sort of an element of doubt creeps in at the end well I
2: is it are we are we gonna have to
1: dust off saranov no it's not this is a new one this is best matiz in the country so oh so they've, they've claimed best in the country but put a question mark at the end just so they don't look too boastful well but they could it's be australian. a rhetorical question they could be, oh, Australia. yeah, they
2: could be Australian. <laughs> they're actually it's just a statement but because it's said in an australian <laughs> yeah,
1: way just can't help so best best in the country yeah. um right and uh oh, yeah. it's yeah i've had this car about four years and i'm a second owner but it's only got 26,000 miles on it. Anyway, I just, if you want a really tidy-looking Matiz from someone with a really tidy-looking house, then um Just that, go that and get be. that. Yeah, I would. Um, well, I mean, say that if you need a Matiz, which I don't know if anyone does, but... Continue. I need be to, better than my frigging panda, I'll tell you that. Do you know, I, I mentioned the head gasket had gone on my panda. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a message the other day from the garage they emailed me paul at the garage just emailed me went uh we've uncovered some things do you want to come over oh gosh and you never want that do you we've uncovered some things because it means that basically they want to show you something because it's beyond belief how shit it is yeah otherwise it would be a phone call or he'd just tell me in the email yeah so i went over there because it's only up the road and they've got my poor panda there with the head off and um, it's it's really weird. The number four cylinder is around where the gasket went, but it's got, conspicuously, a new piston in it. Uh-oh. So, cylinders one to three, the crowns of the pistons are all, you know, dark and sooty as they are, would be in a 107,000-mile car. And then, number four, ding, shiny AF. Why? What's gone on there? And then you look inside, and it's got bore scoring. Oh, so the conclusion is by the time they've had the engine apart to sort the head and skimmed that and done the bore scoring, it would probably be cheaper just to put a different engine in.
2: So hang on a minute. So you are you now looking for another panda motor?
1: I am looking for another panda motor. I've had feelers out. Um and I don't know, by the time this goes out, maybe I'll have got one. I'm not sure. You could just go they stage three. There. Just go
2: stage three panda, Rich.
1: What does that even mean, though? I, well, it means I just settle for a for a stage zero that fucking works at this point. It's <laughs> a bit, bit tired of that car and its constant malfunctioning. But anyway, that's the thing: buy cheap, buy twice is the lesson here. But yeah, if anyone's got, don't a panda say that. You know what I'm about motor, to embark on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, well, this is when we when you reveal your new car. We will also be able to reveal some amazing things about it that compare to my panda, but. Um, yeah anyway for the moment as far as you're aware your new car yeah. um works and that has means it's the day you the day you fiat. listen to this podcast i'll be collecting it mm. i'll be collecting um, it yeah anyway so if anyone has got a panda 100 horsepower motor um they i mean it is it's a 1.4 fire engine from fiat they are in other models but there are some specifics about the 100 horsepower in terms of the way the ancillaries are done and stuff like that and the loom so as far as i can gather uh, so, it's probably best just to get on from maybe someone races one and they've got fassing.
2: a spare engine that's in a
1: high state. Well, no, do you know what? You know what people do? They take them out of Panda 100 horsepower to put in the 1.4 T jet out of the 500R bath. That is a fairly well worn path for Panda 100 horsepower enthusiasts who want a bit more oomph. So, there are hopefully decent engines being taken out okay. on a fairly regular basis so they do come up i'm just kind of hoping that i can find one and it's for sort of not silly money because frankly i've put so much fucking cash into that car now for <laughs> when it's i will never see back ever <laughs> and i didn't buy it for that but there's a point where it sticks in your craw all the same isn't there when you just go hmm this feels like i'm stuck in the sort of um, what they sometimes call the concord fallacy you're in, you're in too deep when- now
2: you're in too deep.
1: Exactly. I am. Um. I just keep spending my way out of trouble. Anyway, so yeah, there's there's that was my, my plea uh this week. Um yeah. Also, I've just I I've had uh another electric car on test and it's a Kia E V six G T. Yes um, and it's got a big battery on it. Yeah, it has got a big battery on it i've lived in this house for a year and i'm still charging electric cars off a three pin you are is, such
2: an armpit wank i can't believe I know, you it's do no
1: that. good i know well I'm, it's not good for a number of reasons but one of them is that when you plug in a car with a large battery of course it goes yeah i'll be to 100 percent in nine days time and it's <laughs> just so i need to get a bloody charger also put I keep putting I, it off and putting it off
2: yeah well I, I i i i i'm in a rented accommodation at home and i have to i have to charge on the three pin and if you Mm. if you try and plug in anything else in the kitchen when i'm charging an electric car it trips the whole house out every time so it's either charge electric car or oven on or kettle on mustn't do all of those things cannot do all those yeah um i want that's fair enough that's a nuisance i wanted to just talk about my because so i've got a pair you know i've got a pair of hondas got the insight Got the element
1: is this is this are you just going to do a reliability flex on me because i fear it and it doesn't work no
2: i'm gonna i'm I'm sympathizing because i have they both leak okay they both leak water not horrendously but when in an annoying way Mm. so i've been trying to work out before winter comes because i can't stand cars that leak they just pee me right off
1: yeah yeah
2: I, I, i was looking for um Something I can they both leak in the same way, apparently, those sort of like plastic covers over the over the gutters, um, yeah, the clips and the seals fail, and water goes down where the seatbelt is, and all that jazz, so somebody recommended a special potion, Richard. Do you know what it's called? I've never heard of it in my life. It's big in the maritime world, apparently. <laughs> it's called... And I will forward you the packaging. Honestly, I'll you the... Gullspunk. It's called Captain Tolly's Creeping Crack Cure. <laughs> I kid that you not. What? Captain Tolly's Captain- Creeping yep. Crack Cure. Creeping Crack now, Cure. They're not so p- it's for le- boats? Yeah, it's for, it's for boats. It's for, yeah, like, honestly... The captain bit
1: immediately made me think boats. If it's he's a captain of a plane, I don't want to know. If there's a creeping crack on a plane, I don't put gunk into it. You've got to see. You need to get the plane mended properly. You've got
2: to see the packaging. It's so good. It says at the top, "Unique penetrating sealant finds and fixes (laughs) leaks." The original. And there's a picture of a a, well. I guess it's it's the profile silhouette of a of a captain uh, wearing a captain's hat but um the yeah the the i'm just looking at the the box art well is oh, i'm going to say i'm not going to say art because arts would be so it says yeah penetrating sealant dependable since 1986 unique capillary action for unparalleled penetration <laughs> <laughs> captain Dolly's creeping crack cure it's supposed to be amazing so i am about to embark on a big a heavy session with captain tolly and my hondas yeah and i'm really hoping
1: i I, I want to know more about the smell and consistency of this stuff because i wonder if it's well quite upsetting
2: it's it's formulated to be as thin as water so the point is is it pours and it follows into wherever the water's gone and oh, then and then about
1: imagine it was really thick and gooey for some reason no
2: but what you yeah. do is you, you pour it in and then you pour it in again like 15 minutes later 20 minutes later yeah and then you do it yeah, again yeah. and then you do it again and then and you, you wait 20-
1: every single day for the rest of the time you <laughs> own the car
2: no, and then you do and then you wait for 24 hours and it should be absolutely the crack is filled Oh yeah, that's it, and it works for concrete, fiberglass, metal, wood, ceramic, rubber, glass, other stuff, huh. whatever. you're Captain Tolly. So yeah, I am really hoping this bloody stuff works before winter because I, I love my Hondas; they've been really dependable. But bugger me that mm. both leaking it irritates me. No,
1: I know what you mean. A water leak is a it's just an annoying thing, isn't it? There is no yeah upside to a water leak. No, but, um...
2: and with all the wind we've been having lately, I, I need to. Is there anybody in the world that doesn't find it sort of like horribly excruciatingly painful when uh, when you open a car door in the wind and the wind overstretches the door? Oh, yeah. Oh, no one wants a windy overstretched door. It's horrible. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? Honestly, it's horrible.
1: It's- <laughs> I know. It's Yes, it's an underrated part of uh, having sort of, you know, mechanical sympathy oh. built into your... Circuitry that you just go, no, no, not that. It's
2: like a really bad um, ankle sprain or when you hear your knees clicking in a way that you haven't heard before and you go, oh, that's not, oh, that can't be
1: right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was slightly distracted uh, browsing Kia Magentas Magentai because <laughs> um, I wanted, a, I just thought, oh, there's got, I can't find a, a proper old school one that's still got the sort of faux Cadillac style front on it. But there's one turned up. 2002 Kia Magentis 2.4 V6. I think it was a 2.5 actually. Um, automatic. 480 pounds. What? Well, yes, but there's a problem. Okay. If you go to the description, it's in Clacton on Sea, in Essex. Oh, that'd be uh, such
2: a lovely day out with you.
1: Exactly. Well, it's oh. wow, a long old stretch from here, but we could we could do it. Kia Magentis 2002 automatic 2.4. Petrol V6, engine, automatic. All right, yeah, yeah. What,
2: well, you said automatic
1: three <laughs> times? Engine, isn't it? it says at, a- automatic automatic. <laughs> Runs and drive, engine and gearbox in great condition. No catalytic has been stolen. Oh. No MOT, spares or repairs. Need it gone by tomorrow. Well, hang on, when was <laughs> That's the amazing, ad? amazing because the, the ad was put up three weeks ago. So, In all
2: seriousness, That's, you can probably put a, an aftermarket exhaust on that. And if it, I bet it's yeah. if it's in Clacton on get c
1: get to run something up for you. It'd be nice.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, putting a Krapovich
1: on it—that'd be the only
2: Kia Magentis Auto. Uh, sorry, at- automatic.
1: Really loud exhaust on it, but then it's an auto, so it's like.
2: I'd be a lazy auto as well. So it goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you think it's, it's got really smudgy changes Oh, on they're it. horrible. <laughs> yes, you can. Horrible. It's that... I I always hear that when I'm staying in a motel in America. You always hear someone yes. go up off up the road yes. with a really smeary auto <laughs> yeah. and a loud exhaust. Yeah. It's so pathetic. Really, really buttery auto that it just isn't... It yeah. just saps Ooh. all the power.
1: Now, hold up. There's a... Uh, I'm on Facebook Marketplace, okay. so I'm just having to fight through all the hookers and drugs. But um, there's a there's a magentas. I mean, it's not even properly listed as a magentas. It's just listed as Kia, and the price is recorded as 900 pounds crossed through. It's been reduced to 750 dollars, which is confusing because it doesn't say Well, whose You dollars. should
2: insist on paying him dollars or her.
1: Yeah, Australian dollars because it's about two to one at the moment on, on Aussie dollars. So is, is that's, it really? Uh, you know. Yeah, apparently. Oh, uh, what's going on here? There's no description of this car and there's only two pictures. I mean, it's just there's a whole seam in lazy
2: car adverts. Like, Oh, Facebook Marketplace takes it to a whole new level. Takes it, it just seems the like car, car now? runs, yeah. need it gone tomorrow, 400 quid. Thing. Don't ask me any <laughs> questions. Don't know anything about it.
1: Well, Out of focus, upside down thing. Here it is.
2: I mean they put less effort into selling a car than you would like to than some lovely people to to free cycle something. And actually, like, yes. measure a wardrobe and go, This is a free wardrobe. I don't want to throw it away because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to upcycle and be a good human. I've actually taken some crisp pictures of it and with a, yes. a measuring tape <laughs> next to all of the photos. You go, These are lovely people.
1: And they've got another post. <laughs> Small tub of raspberry yogurt. I just bought it and I realised I don't like raspberry yogurt. So it's free to anyone who wants it. And then they've done 19 pictures of the bottom of the pot. And uh, whereas there, you've got some absolute. Oaf. I mean, there's some extraordinary ones on. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, I, but, I need to talk oh to you God. about.
2: I need to talk to you about Volta Rural. <laughs> this is
1: this is a fact. This is distinct from who I think you're talking about.
2: The, honestly, so you know, I started watching Miami Vice with the subtitles on because I, someone put them on, and I don't know how to get rid of them. Yes, and it has it describes the music and all that stuff. Well. <clears throat> mm. YouTube, as a YouTuber, I know that when you're browsing YouTube videos to watch, if you hover over them, you know you'll be able to watch the start of it and stuff in mute, and it has the subtitles that come up. Yeah. Okay. So I I, I got I, I saw this chap, um, a YouTuber called uh, Misha Charu, Charudin. Um, Charoudin. I actually don't know how you say his surname. I'm sorry, Misha. He's a he's a UK YouTuber and he um, he took a reliant kitten on the Nurburgring, which is why I thought this guy's interesting. Uh. So, one it brought up another one of his videos. It said, "Oh, you might want to watch this," and it was legendary. Volterroll and Porsche 992 GT3 RS at the Nurburgring. Well, mm. I, I, I I I didn't I actually didn't watch all of it, but I took a screen grab which I'll share with Patreons because in the <laughs> The subtitles came up, and it says, but before before I'm going to show you the video with the almighty, legendary Walter Rural, it came up, it says in the <laughs> subtitles, Walter Rural, and I thought, this is a great new character. <laughs> Walter Rural. In fact, I'm going to share it with Walter you now, Rich. You, you, can, you can see it now, just to prove that I'm not lying. Not lying, it's real. <laughs>
1: it's Walter Rural. He just he just drives tractors really fast, and uh, <laughs> them, them all. <laughs> but before I am reading the subtitle now, before I'm going to show you the video with the Almighty Legend. This has got a whiff of with the wickedly talented Walter Rural. Walter Rural. Now this is the guy. He claimed recently that. If it was him, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton racing on the Nürburgring, he reckons he could hold his own and probably even beat Hamilton. What? what, Really? Yeah, not Walter Rural. I'm talking about this Misha guy. And then he's followed that up by, in the past few weeks, as far as I can gather, repeatedly crashing there. So, I I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions on this guy's ring skills, but I think he might be talking out of his shitter. His ring skills, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's talking out of his ring. Yeah. I mean, look, I, yeah,
2: I just thought I, I really enjoyed the Reliant Kitten at the ring. As you know, I'm not a massive ring enthusiast. Um, no. I just, it's just a track I will never have the time, inclination, uh, brain power to learn. Therefore, I'm out. Because I don't really want... Mm. People have always gone, oh, you must take one of your cars on the ring, take your Allegro to the ring. No, I'm not taking my pissing Allegro to the ring. Because I'll have someone plough into it in a hired McGann and then the paperwork will be unbearably (laughs) long and boring. And it's like, I just can't be bothered. You know, I live about 40 miles from Silverstone and about three other half-decent tracks. Why would I go to the Nürburgring? Anyway, so we won't get into a ring chat. But yeah, Walter Rural, I think, could be a new character.
1: <laughs> yeah, I it wouldn't so. like, I, don't. I mean um Max Max suburban? <laughs> Max suburban Max <laughs> suburban. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, we might need to workshop this one. Um I don't know. Uh I, I, I Yes, know. but then what does he what's he doing just like constantly Oh, but, well what going what's Walter round what, fields. Oh,
2: he's constantly saying that, you know, if you reduce if you reduce um, any of the rights of farmers, there'll be no food on the table. He firmly believes in driving around with no seatbelt on because it's easier to be flung free from the car if there was an accident. It's just a safer method. Oh, one of those people. Yeah, one of those yeah. people. Yeah. yeah Let's yeah. go to college with a guy like that. Very really? Very unusual. Very unusual mindset. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's
1: just stupid <laughs> it? it is just stupid just <laughs> yeah stupid.
2: but the thing about walter Rural is is it, no one can beat him in the lanes the high hedge lanes he that's his oh that's, I his, see. that's
1: his that's his <clears throat> nurberg ring that's his the, groove the back lanes yeah yeah
2: it's the back lanes of of the rural village in which he lives in germany he can't be beaten uh, that's a fact okay
1: well that's good yeah
2: um uh, I, don't- <laughs> I don't want to keep talking about my Hondas, but I also had a terrible invisible curb strike at night um what yeah uh three night four nights ago, dark. Driving to a job, um... <laughs> make it sound. <laughs> well, was it setting... was
1: night, and I was driving to a job, It makes it sound that like <laughs> you get up to. It's you're an assassin. It's or simple scene setting, Richard.
2: It's simple scene setting. Okay, and I right. went. I came, I came off the motorway uh, onto one yep. of these large roundabouts that's on over the motorway. I yep. was following the sat nav because I didn't know where I was going, and I could see it was the third exit. So I came round in the little insight. Could see my my exit was coming up, indicated left and moved across to the left to go off, and I didn't see. It. I drove straight over an island. Oh no! Yeah, it had no signs on it, no illumination, and it was grey, it, it, just like the road. I didn't see it. I mean, genuinely Fuck. didn't see it. I drove over it about. Four, that must have sounded horrible. Forty miles an hour, I drove over it in uh. in, a, in a Honda Insight, which has what like one five five tires. Yeah, it was horrible. <gasps> Horrible. is it all right the car it seems it? to be I was fully expecting two punctures and I yeah. was really worried about the um the buckled wheels because they're really hard wheels to get they're quite yeah. unobtainium now we
1: didn't did you um <clears throat> did
2: you bang your pan as you went over the island didn't bang the pan I couldn't believe it so it must have been fairly low but I think it's one of those ones mm. that would have had an illuminated bollard on at some point and that's obviously been smashed off years ago yeah. and it had loads of you know swept um dirt and chippings that that I think made the curb less severe but yeah it was did a real you, shock did
1: you pull over immediately and have to do that sort of joyless dark night standing there with the hazards on just checking everything's all right
2: no because I'd already sort of I was all already kind of on the on the slip road immediately but I'm glad I didn't have right. any on board cameras because the amount of sort of sweat confused swearing because I, I just <laughs> didn't know what had happened I just didn't see it yeah yeah did not see it Um, Yikes. Yeah, it was a yikes. I have to say it was a yikes. Um...
1: I was I was just going to uh, before I forget, and it's annoying for listeners that I was just going to go back to the the Kia EV6 GT. I thought
2: you were going back because, to the magentas. I was going to say not another magenta. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I think that would <laughs> Enough be too much. And now with the magentas. Um, although I did just see one for sale somewhere that had got a black leather interior that had sort of gone so shiny It looked like a wetsuit. It was just weird, <laughs> like just what like those wet look leggings that were fashionable a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Wet look leggings. Wet yes. <laughs> (laughs) I never wet wet look leggings were always something that I was not really aware of until I remember seeing you know the band Little Mix. I remember seeing them on on telly, and they they were wearing wet look leggings. But I was I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Have they all waded to the stage? This is bizarre.
2: They've all they all just before they went on, (laughs) there there was a burst hose near the entrance. They had to, to run through it.
1: Sorry, Little Mix. Anyway, yeah, the Kia EV6 GT, which you've driven, I know. Yeah, I have. Because I've seen your report. In fact, that was the one you drove to um, Brussels, wasn't it? That or Bruges.
2: Was, yeah, that's right, Bruges. Yeah, I drove that to Bruges uh, just before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then got pissed and re- then realised you had to do a closing <laughs> piece to camera standing
2: next to Stop camera. Stop it. i was hoping, hoping you wouldn't remind people about that. Um, no, yes. you know because it was,
1: it was the highlight of the of the Christmas season. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah well, anyway so yes it's i kind of agreed with what you're saying it's like i just don't it's a bit much isn't it
2: yeah but
1: for no real reason it's, except
2: no there's no real showing off I've, of kia's part i just don't think there's enough gains i think the original car is a very well rounded car in terms of range performance comfort you know handling i think it's it's a really good package and the GT's sort of chasing the, the Tesla numbers but not quite reaching them and compromising the other good parts of it. So I think the seats I remember the seats being not as good as the non G T seats. And there was just a few things. No,
1: worth. they're not, are they? No. I had a bit of, I had quite a quite a bit of mileage in it, a couple of long journeys, and it's just it was in fact one of them is like just took way longer than it should have done. I was in I was in the car for uh, over four hours. And with one stop. And I, yeah, I had a sort of achy leg when I got out. And I thought, I don't, I did a long old stint. I did here to the Lake District and back in a normal EV6 uh, last year or the year before.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't remember that. I just, that was just like easy peasy. But this, the range is worse so you've got that sort of slight sense of uh, and then it's just not as comfortable and there's no point i had it in eco mode just because there was no need on the motorway but you put it in that gt mode and fuck me it's actually a bit unruly isn't it you feel like you could probably have an accident in it from just being a knob
2: oh it's it's everything's so intense and some people like that but i think the koreans don't get it don't get it very wrong lately and i think it's just it's just not It's not a car that's... It's not better than its original flavoured brother.
1: No, because that's it. It's got so much power, but then it's still quite a big, heavy car. Yeah. So it's not a sports car. No. It's just, it's a big hatchback that's now inexplicably got more power than a Lamborghini Diablo. And you kind of go, um, that sounds fun on paper, but actually it's... (laughs) It's, well, the novelty just seems to wear off, I don't... The novelty does
2: wear yeah. off, but I'm, and I, but I'm also, I'm, I'm a big fan, a bigger fan of taikans that are lower spec i've said this before on yes, a previous be cast say, yeah. i said you know my favorite tycans are, are the other are lower ranking cars not the turbos and not the turbo s's because mm. once you mm. once you've given it a hard squirt here and there and impressed a few friends and stuff you go yeah but what am i what have i bought an electric car for it's usually to do everyday stuff because if you can afford yeah. a Taycan as an everyday car you can probably afford like a, a classic for the weekend or something because they're not oh, gotcha. they're not bloody cheap so yeah, the best hi-can the best I ever spent time in and I thoroughly enjoyed it was the big battery, single motor, rear-wheel drive car. It was just a joy. Mm. And, I, and I got shed loads of miles out of it. And no, it wasn't like savagely quick, but it was rapid. It was, it was rapid and it was, and it was engaging. Mm. And I just thought that's enough for me. <clears throat> if I was buying it to do what I would want to do, driving on jobs, picking the children up, doing all the everyday shizzle, that's the one and it's cheaper it was like under 70 grand which is a lot of money i know but for mm. for a, a tycan it's not
1: well yeah because you can you can go 100 and what 20
2: 130 on oh turbo s is immediately one of those. 120 130 something like that and loads of people buy them yeah. most people buy the turbos and the turbo s's which is just like
1: yeah. Do they? i don't i mean uh, yeah but that, that's the thing it's just, you, it, it's it, there is a, a limit and you're right it's impress your friends and then and then yeah. what? And it's fine. If you sort of don't have to use it and you just carry it around, it's fine. But it's, it's, I feel like the you know the EV6 GT, it's actually – the range is worse, the seats are worse. It's just slightly worse than the normal EV6, which is a really, really nice car.
2: Yeah, but you've paid like 14 or 12 more for the privilege yeah. of that, which immediately makes me <coughs> raise an eyebrow like Roger Ball. Also,
1: don't you find that cars are like people that were sort of – some people you just click with and you'll, you'll, you'll overlook – the failings or the things they do that are annoying but then some people just immediately you don't you don't rub along with and so everything they do becomes annoying <laughs> the stuff i noticed in the ev6 that i hadn't sort of it didn't really bother me last time but because i didn't warm to the gt yeah like the way that you have to toggle that central touch panel between the heater and the controls oh, for some of the media stuff yes yes that is a bit. And of you a actually Brian, have it? to do that sort of slightly more than you think. Just you know, if you just want to adjust the temperature or something. But then you also, for some reason, the screen, the touch screen, just defaulted to a central thing. There was no—I'm sure there used to be a way in other Kias of accessing the menu more quickly. But it felt like the home button disappeared, so you'd use the ones off the touch controls. But you have to toggle between. It's like, mm, and it started to get on my tits. Mm. No, I know exactly so anyway, what you mean. I'd say EV6, nice car, EV6 GT, Just don't really need it. Just don't really need it. No, don't Um, really need it. It's very, you know, impressive they could do it. Well done. But don't do it again.
2: So thanks to everyone for posting uh, clips, memories of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, my God. We've had quite a lot of it. Uh, But it has made me giggle, I have to say. It's reminded me of just how how awful it was, (laughs) but... And Grumpy Skeletor on, um, on Twitter. X. Grumpy Skeletor. If you're not following him, it already, you ought to be because mm. it is very witty, um, very satirical. Um, so, yeah, He Man, brilliant. Uh, terrible hair. Oh, uh, apart from my, my curb strike on the motorway, the other thing, I, I'm going to mm. be a bit partridge because I'm just going to go back to another journey I've done this week. Done a lot of motorway work. <laughs> um, a balloon. Uh, driving along the motorway was slowing down from 70 to so probably 60 because there's quite a lot of cars and just a car started swerving in front of, <laughs> in front of me and I realised everyone is swerving just a children's red balloon that's all it was <laughs> it was just a children's it's just a children's red balloon that's all it was and, <laughs> <laughs> it really tickled me. Cause I started singing 9 and 9, you Laf straight away afterwards because I just thought it was funny. But, um, yeah, d- well, have you ever seen a party balloon on the motorway? Has
1: anybody? Well, no, but if I did, I would think I'd be quite confident my car could bat it out of the way rather than crumpling like a bag because it's a balloon. <laughs> what the fuck are people thinking? I don't know, but it was It wasn't. Well, I suppose the they're ground, not thinking, are they? They're sort of... Instinctively going, ah, as a thing, and then swerving. It was sort of human Jesus head Christ. height from memory, and of
2: course, when cars yeah. were rushing by either side, the wind was making it jerk left and right. So it was like trying <gasps> to. Climb. Oh no! Yeah, so really hard to second guess the balloon. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> God, if that thing touches us, <laughs> honestly, it was <laughs> this car will go up like a powder keg.
2: It was. It was. It really tickled me. But then, when not long after that, we slowed down because there'd been. um there has been a breakdown in the in the fast lane. And, by the way, people who break down in the fast lane, you know in your car, unless you've got a seized mm. engine and it locks solid at 70 miles an hour, can I just say, mm. that if you've lost all power and you know you've got a car problem, get the fucking thing off the fast lane into the hard shoulder. You're going 70, you've got quite a bit of time before it goes to zero mm, mile an hour. Well,
1: yeah, I've thought about this, though, and if you've lost power, yeah, then that's easier said than done isn't it because you're slowing down now inexorably and everything else isn't you punch you've got the, to cross two lanes yeah but you punch think, the hazard you
2: know, warnings and you check your blind spot like a blooming owl and you just pull over
1: i don't know would you punch the hazard i suppose i punch the, the hazards instantly it's not clear what's going on
2: well might it's might clear that there's something unclear like
1: that's what the hazard warning
2: lights for yeah. it's, it's clear that there's something going on so pay attention
1: I I was once on, thankfully, a very quiet motorway, on Christmas morning, of all things. And suddenly, in the outside lane, or lane three, if you want to sound like a police person, there was a big lump of something metal. And so I saw it, thankfully, in time, and just ducked into the, the next lane in. And then... Just because most of it was curving a little bit, they were just around the curve. There was a Peugeot 206 right in the middle of the outside lane. Oh, and I realized I was like, the thing that was on the road, I think it was like a bit of the gearbox. I was just about to say, Was it the gearbox? <laughs> it was a big, you know, a big, a big casing, You're like a gearbox casing, basically, or at least part of it. Yeah, it just I shut off. What the fuck had happened, yeah. So I think they've got a pretty solid excuse for suddenly stopping in the outside lane because a really functional part of the car has dropped off. But
2: seriously, I, yeah, I, I, would, I, know. I would do all I could to not stop in there, given that you'll die. So no, no,
1: I, I mean, absolutely, it's it would be shit scary and extremely dangerous. But also, I suppose some, but not all, central reservations have a bit of oh, a you know, gravelly stuff, don't they? So yes, yeah just try and tuck it in as hard as you can well you, it's funny you should mention the little bit between the two um crash
2: barriers because as the as the as the, as the traffic calmed down about 20 minutes after the balloon um mm. we, we, we children's red balloon <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> just the Radio 2 travel reporter, And we're getting calls about a balloon yeah. on the M4. A
2: party balloon. Yeah,
1: what, like a fucking hot air balloon. Yeah. No, it's a party yeah. balloon. It says, happy
2: eighth birthday, Harriet. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. Cheers. <laughs>
1: Police are advising people to avoid the area if at all possible. Yeah.
2: So we slow down. And then that's we were at, we we're at a standstill, but not for long. But long enough where you just look around. You know, you look at this you go. I normally drive past this at seventy, eighty. I wouldn't ever look at this. And I look into the the central reservation bit, mm. and I see two things. I see t- they're not near one another. I don't know, fifteen meters away from one another. First thing I see is a cam belt, and I just think, oh god, that that's bad. That that can't have gone well, can it? It's nobody, nobody just changes their cam belt on the motorway, so that's come off at speed.
1: <laughs> I was chewing on something in the car, and then I realised it's a bloody cam belt. So I threw it out the window. Threw it out the window. I thought it was a snake. Um, it's not a licorice bootlace.
2: It's a cam belt. Um, so that was there, and I just I sort of giggled, and then went bloody hell. I bet that was serious. And then further down the road, I see just just one hanging there. With the tu- with the hose still attached, a full front caliper, brake caliper. What? The whole brake caliper. Like, Do- who loses an entire caliper on the motorway? I mean, again, that must have
1: been a hell of a thing to have come off. Do you think? Yeah, does that, was that maybe there was an accident and it came off because surely it doesn't just come off. And that's what I was thinking. Well, maybe it does. I mean, I was
2: thinking, Jesus, that I don't know. Someone had a big crash and it kind of flew off mid-collision. Mm. who knows but it was there it was just a whole caliper. i wish i'd taken a photo of it because again it made me giggle and then go oh bloody hell if that could speak oh you bastard oh so yeah a balloon caliper cam belt <laughs> <laughs> it's the motorway well, if you've generation seen anything
1: stranger than that on a motorway then do get in touch hello at smith and sniff dot uh, com is our yep. email address for that and any other buzz us that you might want to get in touch with. We uh, more more ruined jags coming in. Um, oh gosh, it's just well, it's just endless, isn't it? There's, there's some there, this one um, uh, uh, chap called. Uh, okay, he works at another car company, so I'm not going to say his full name in case we're not supposed to. His first <laughs> name is Richard, but Richard sent us. Just um, <laughs> can't be too careful. Can he? I'm glad I didn't
2: <laughs> read this one out. <laughs> no, I
1: didn't. Oh. Um, He's, uh, he spotted an XKR, I think it's an R, yeah, it looks like it's an R, that's been given a sort of motorsport livery, shell, a shell motorsport livery, which is, you know, all well and good, uh, but then it's got what appears to be the rear wing of an Escort Cosworth crudely attached to the hatchback. Oh. For, well, I don't know why, I mean, that can't, <laughs> that's, but yes luridly luridly vandalized xkr in fact it's parked next to another one that's got a sort of like a toyota supra kind of hoop wing on it and another sort of faux motorsport livery and they've both got red wheels do they look awful i mean they <sighs> be honest this not to my taste the, the one the one that i can't see so much of that's just got this unspecified it might be Repsol or something motorsport livery on it so it looks okay it does i mean it does kind of passively look like a racing car but but then um, i don't know there, there was somebody uh the other day i'll never find this now somebody on twitter who uh, this like it it's not jag vandalism as such yes yeah, a chap called james key spotted this xf in leeds now it appears to be a totally standard xf except that next to the number plate on the back oh don't say someone's just put a sticker that says devil oh gosh why is it always satanic references to the jags well this is the thing is there something we're missing here about the connection between satanic worship and jaguars because i'm otherwise i don't get it because there was that xj the other week that was all covered in chisel what did you send me? Was there a Peugeot van that was also covered in in satanists? Oh, slogans? absolutely lathered in them. Yeah, there were cru- there, there
2: were crucifixes screwed to the metal upside down. It said 666
1: the devil satan. But was is that? But do you think that that sounds it's, it's, it looks exactly like the way the things that were done to that XJ is. It, it's like is it the XJ owner also got a Peugeot partner? Yeah, maybe that's or that's the, the coincidence, work van, isn't in it? In which case oh okay but then for weekends just popping over to bath <laughs> to have a look at some stuff we'll take the the satanist xj instead it's more comfortable than the van it's not as dusty that's the, the i saw this van the other day a ford um a transit connect and it, it had it, it's like, i've started become i've become slightly obsessed with this i saw this it was a few weeks ago the dustiest van interior you can find oh gosh there's some terrible ones because there's some incredible examples yeah. where you just go there come a point where i think i would just have given that a wipe but it's sort of too late now you're going to make a paste if you wipe that with a wet cloth that is park it outside your place of work if your place of work's got
2: an airline open all mm. the doors put breathing mask on and just go in there and blast it with an airline. Make sure you take um. out all your pens. It's the quickest way to do it. <laughs> <Yeah. that>. Take <laughs> your all pens. Receipts. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. Take all your important receipts out, otherwise you're going to shower the industrial estate with receipts and personal material. But um, take all that stuff out and then just airline it and then vacuum it when all the That's dust has settled. That's the quickest way. is that's a yeah. that's a dad spec thing to do when you've been to the beach. Like a dad who's got a lot of tools in the garage, instead of trying to vacuum out the sand, you just airline mm. the whole damn car. All the crevices. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Talking of that's talking really of sand and I dust. Don't have an airline, um, I forgot to say when I went on holiday um, a few months back at the airport I was admiring All of the long wheelbase um, carts for uh, moving uh, disabled people and kind of old people about within the building. And I think they're getting longer and longer wheelbase to the point where sometimes they don't properly go around the corners in the terminal (laughs) because it's like the 12-seat golf cart. It was bowing in the middle, breaking like a sausage dog's spine. Um, But I noticed airside, I was always looking at airside vehicles, and at this place, they had quite a few small lorries, and I think they were Toyota lorries, like seven and a half tonners and and smaller. But what was interesting is they all had snorkels; they all had air intake snorkels, all of them. What? Yeah. So it just looked like a Luton bodied huh. Toyota Hiace type thing. I don't actually know what it was. I, I did take a picture. I will. I'll share the picture with um, with patrons. Uh, but it had a snorkel they all had a weird snorkel like but it, it wasn't a cool one that was flush tight with the a pillar it it mm. looked like a new age traveler's wood burning stove chimney with a kind of like domed mushroom top very what
1: could be the reason for that that's really
2: off. i don't know i don't know is it is it does it get too hot is the air too hot under the bonnet i don't know um is it losing power
1: jet wash no that doesn't sound right i don't know i'm sure a listener will know about this because um as we've established our listeners are clever and some of them work in aviation i believe so i don't know if you know the answer to this one why do airport vehicles have snorkels um, in a hot country hello not in britain at ah uh, in a hot country okay yeah uh hello at Hello.
2: Is it Smith and Sniff you're looking for?
1: Yeah, don't do that as the email address. It won't get to us. Well, it might. I don't know. Um, Yes, before we end this, uh, I have three things to tell you. Uh, They are, one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Wait, 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 Wait Show, in which Johnny gets out of a taxi and bids it goodbye before realising he's left something important inside uh, this week. He's in Preston. Waving goodbye to a Toyota Auris minicab. Oh gosh! Or remembering he's left a rucksack and some casual shoes in the boot. <laughs> if that's not to your taste, there's always the late break show. Lots of excellent videos on there. Uh, what's our latest? Alexis, wicked.
2: (laughs) I actually, I actually don't know.
1: I can't can't remember. (laughs) Go to the late break show on YouTube and it'll be a lovely surprise. Sweet, sweet, uh, lovely. For everyone, including Johnny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What I can tell you. Sweet, sweet. There's many, many videos. In fact, I think. We're about to have uploaded our 300th video on the Late Break Show. Hell. Which justifies why my face looks a little tired. Um, mm. But, yeah, and, and we've... Yeah, a fortnight ago, when this goes out, we we had over 100 million views across the channel, which is quite mind-boggling stats, really. Bloody hell. 100 million. Yeah. So thanks to everybody that watches and clip-out. And um, mm. I will be revealing the extremely cheap possibly not as exciting as you would like it to be car that i've purchased um very soon believe yeah it's not a, by the way it's, it's not, so. not calvin harris's prelude 2.2 although a thank you to all the people that forwarded me that and also uh behind the scenes filming of <laughs> that music video showing calvin wearing yeah. a bad tracksuit uh i am we are tempted <laughs> i am tempted by it but uh, alas not not at the moment
1: good uh what else have we got oh yeah so second thing uh i've got to tell you is um i've got various books out one of them is called how to be a motoring journalist by roy lanchester spoof autobiography of a fake car journo um his real counterparts have been blithering on this week about the change in the rules about when internal combustion cars will not be allowed for sale in the uk getting a load of their facts wrong as ever so thanks real roy's uh, but if you want to read the fake roy because he is almost as bad as the real ones then that's the book for you uh, and the third thing i've got to tell you is that elton john uh, was uh, classically trained but couldn't go on to be a concert pianist because his hands were too small really yeah he's got really little hands and um, he went to the royal academy of music wow and was classically trained and and you know it's obviously a very excellent pianist, but you need a bit of a span. Ideally, you can do an octave with one hand in a classically trained setting, and he couldn't, so he went off and became a popular musician. Well, it maybe, and I think it's gone all right for him. So that I okay. was
2: going to say, having that disadvantage
1: was an advantage. Yeah, exactly. Make the best of what you've got or some kind of... Someone said that, that. That's how He-Man used to end with sort of Inspector Gadget style with some kind of little moral lesson. Oh, um, it was. He turned to the camera
2: like Jerry Springer used to. Yes. And say, of course, not everyone tries to uh, kill their loved one and bury them under the patio. Sometimes you just have to talk. <laughs> yeah, well, and just just, just talking is as every good Every day, just talk knifing. to me. And if you have any fears, don't be afraid to express your fears. Anyway, next week, I'm going to be kicking the shit out of Skeletor. <laughs> Again. Again. And
1: Skeletor's going to be trying to nick the keys to my castle. <laughs> <laughs> just basically this skeletal squatter. <laughs> Very much like a no-name full-suspension mountain bike. Oh, you know, well... Anyways, but, uh...
2: I bet Skeletor's got, a like, a, a brother who's a bit a bit more go-with-the-flow, less intense, probably enjoys a bit of weed. And I'm sure he's got got some sort of grey narrowboat that's ex-military, because it he needs to have a sinister edge to it. So it's a, yes. ex <laughs> <laughs> An ex-military narrowboat. Yeah, you know, like a gunboat. <laughs> I don't, think, it's just like a I don't small... think there's such a thing. <laughs> like a small, low gunboat. I don't know.
1: What, in case trouble breaks out on the Shropshire Union? Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> right then. Well, that's enough for this. Uh, we'll do it again next week, but with a twist, because next week we will be in the Americas at Renspelt, the Porsche event in uh, Northern California. Maybe maybe that's a clue as to what
2: car I've purchased recently. Mm. Shh, don't tell them, Pike.
1: Um, So uh, we will speak to you from there. Until then, thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Love you. Bye. You know just what to do. Like and
2: subscribe and review. You know just what to do, like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do, like and subscribe and review. When people describe a scenario and they they say, oh, and then it all kicked off, you know, I love that.
1: But I like it in in relation to things that are obviously not kicking off, like two squirrels getting a bit aggy with each other. Oh, it's It's kicking kicking off in the garden.
2: It's all kicking off